Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. We think so, too. Good afternoon. It's Harry Alexander, Bunker to Friends, and John Roberts with another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. You said good afternoon. It it's is 9 a.m. It's, it's afternoon. Oh, when we broadcast. And uh, in studio with us is a special guest, and that would be John Camrata. Todd Howdy. Roberts is in Los Angeles. Our guest for this hour is uh, Ray Benson. And, uh, what does he do? He is the leader of the group Asleep at the Wheel. That's impressive. It, it is by far the best Western, Western swing. swing band ever. Well, no, not maybe not ever, but uh, better uh, better than Bob Wills. Uh, no, Bob Wills is still the king. Okay. Ray Benson, welcome to. He's the prince. <laughs> Ray Benson, welcome to uh, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. It's a pleasure to have you, sir. Uh, thank you, Harry. Good to be here. I love that voice. That's just I know. That is just a classic country. Well, I I wanted to do yeah. a, I wanted to do a show about Western music and uh, uh, that which we hear in the movies, the B's and a, some of the A's, uh, and just playing Western music. And I could not think of anyone better than Ray Benson because this guy since 1970 has been doing this kind of music. Well. He's been doing basically Western Swing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ray, uh, can you tell us why they call it Western Swing and Bob Wills, why it was just that instead of Western music like Gene Autry did, the Western Swing, which you fellas do a fantastic job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's, um, it's because Bob Wills started in a, a fiddle band but because he liked the popular music of the day, which was swing music and blues music, um, he incorporated that into his uh, his fiddle band, basically. And that became Western Swing. And as Bob Wills said in an interview I, I heard one time, um, he, you know, he didn't actually go out to invent this new form of music. He was just trying to play enough music to keep people dancing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, my mom was uh, born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. And to her and all the Texicans from there, he was he was the he was the king and it was like they couldn't wait for Bob Will's band to come to Lubbock. They'd go up to Abilene if they had to to hear him. And just to dance and dance all night. Right. It's, a good, it's a good swinging band, just like Asleep at the Wheel. Also, um, how did you get the name Asleep at the Wheel? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Were you really asleep at the wheel? You're dri- driving. No, lucky, lucky just thought it up. He just thought it up. Um, you know, he just literally. We were living in West Virginia, in West Virginia, and he, um, we had an old outhouse, <laughs> and uh, he come running out of the outhouse. And I thought he'd been, you know, the, the wasp had been building uh, nests underneath there. Ooh. I thought he'd gotten stung. <laughs> but he come right out and said, I got it, I got it. Let's call the band to sleep at the wheel. <laughs> so there's the story. There ain't much, much to it. Well, you know, what's interesting, at least to me, is the tra- your trajectory, you know, your, your journey through music, because there's a lot of similarity there. You know, you went different genres kept building on what you knew and till you finally came up with what you've got which i think you have your own unique way of doing swing it's i don't think you copy bob wills i think you what you guys do is unique ray what i like about you yeah is, no, I, oh, go ahead go ahead your turn i think we I think we lost him there oh, oh there he is Okay. No, I, I'm here. I'm okay. here. Ray, uh, what I like about you is you feature instrumentalists a lot. A lot of country groups are strictly heavy on the vocal, which you also do that very well. But your instrumentalists are fantastic. And your chord progressions, I love them. Especially, uh, you don't know me. I love when you do that. And at the end, you always, oh, you. You always say, this is Ray, not Roy. 
<laughs> That's great. I love it, you know. And uh, well, yeah, I'm sure Roy Rogers being called Ray Rogers. Yeah, Ray, yeah. Ray Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you feature instrumentalists and uh, like you have the saxophone, and uh, I think at one time you had some horns, trumpets, and things like that, which is fantastic because that's what the western swing sound is about it's not a country sound or a lot of people would say country western is the same i was in nashville for 20 years and we oh, would yeah. always say our definition was and i want to hear what yours is ours was uh country sings about the indoors you know crying in your beer and western sings about the outdoors and what what would what is your definition of the western <laughs> well well um i i think that western music um First of all, I I totally object to the fact that they um, eliminated the world, the word Western from country music, and um, I've often s- said that no, we don't play country music. We play country and Western music. Um, so the Western music to me was just more open to influences um, than than the traditional country music. So the influences, uh, everything from swing music to um, cowboy music, the songs I mean, uh, to fiddle music, and you know it just seemed to me that you're more open to influences. Let me ask you this, because to me, uh, I'm not a musician, so I, I don't really understand a lot of that. But to me, it's always been three distinct different. Uh, families of music, Western, country, and Western swing, which, and then adding a fourth now, which is uh, country pop, which I think almost all country music today is really just pop music. Yeah, but you got to you got to understand, there's always been country pop music. Yeah, now that was that was the music for when radio came in. That was the music. Yeah, you know, because you know, I love Patsy Cline. Oh yeah. But Patsy Cline was was pop music. Right. And that was what they called the Nashville sound at the time, all the lush strings and the, the arrangements like that. But, you know, to yeah, me, and I, I love just... it. And 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 I'll tell you something about Bob Wills that Johnny Gimble told me was that um, whenever they would stop at a roadhouse, is somebody building a house up there? That's probably Todd. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, don't don't try to blame me for anything. Somebody's okay. shuffling a lot of stuff around in there. <laughs> That's Todd. Is somebody cleaning a pot or something? He's cleaning up. You changing a tire? <laughs> yeah. He, he's burying a neighbor, I think. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, um, yeah, you know, Bob. They said Bob would uh, see a, the Patsy Cline doing "Faded Love" was on the jukebox, and he just would pump it full of nickels. Mm. He loved that that version of it. You know, but this, again, uh, and I don't want to be redundant, but Patsy Cline to me is not Frank Sinatra. Yeah, bless Frank Sinatra, but I'd li- rather listen to Patsy Cline. And to me, it wasn't the same music, but and they were both considered pop. But it was more of the upscale type of yeah. country as opposed to the George Jones. Uh, I guess it's Listen, just a dumb Patsy Cline uh, was uh, complained to Owen Bradley saying, can I cut something, you know, uh, uh, country, I'm t- you know. And he said, dang, you're just, a, you're just a dang pop singer. What are you talking you know? <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's the truth. But like I said, I, 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 I just say there's two kinds of music. There's good music and, and bad, bad music, exactly. and bad music ain't music. That's, yeah, right, that's right. right. What, is, what was it that attracted you to the, uh, to the Western swing genre, right? Uh, well, I think what you had talked about, the improvisational nature of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know that 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 there were great instrumentalists playing solos, as opposed to great instrumentalists in Nashville playing a turnaround between right. two verses. Right, you know. and the melodies. Uh, I mean, the the melodies are just great. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, you know, I, that's, yeah. that's the yeah. great thing about Bob Wills. He'd be right in the middle of of singing something, and he'd go, Leon, take it away! You know, and just go off in a whole different direction. Yeah. Well, like I yeah, said and before. the guys in the band said that they didn't know, uh, you know, in my band, we pretty, we pretty much know who's going to play the next solo 
uh, you know, I'll digress occasionally. But with Bob, it was you had to be ready to play <laughs> at any time. And the great story I love to hear about is about a new player. And here he is getting to play with the great Bob Wills. And and Bob turns to him the first solo says, Take it away and his chord's broken. Oh. And he's going going that that and he, and all of a sudden he can't get it and he's so frustrated <laughs> oh he kicks the steel over <laughs> and goes, God and and Bob goes, Well all right. <laughs> 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 he made it work, huh? <laughs> you know, I, I, this is this is dig- again digressing. I'm real good at that. Uh, but one of the things I loved about Bob Wells was a lot of the old early B movies that he went off to Hollywood and made. Because he still, you know, they would have a mu- musical interlude, and it would still be Bob Wells and Western Swing. Yeah. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Roy or Gene, but it'd be him. Yeah, he hated those those he hated those because one thing about Bob Wills is he rarely did the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he was yeah. improvisational, you know, uh, within within the confines of what he did, and so to do take after take after take, which is what they do in the movies, they said was very frustrating for Bob. Yeah. Mm. Plus, he, he he thought he was he thought he was Glenn Miller or <laughs> right. Or, he or, was. You know. Well, he was part of, of the Western, he was. the Western Swing because that was the, the music of the era, the swing music. Uh, yeah. So he wanted to get in on that, and also with the. Uh, the cowboy music on top and with the swing too. I want to ask right, you, but he thought he was a band leader, right? You know, and, and you know, do you uh, you enjoy having horns on your uh, in your band when you do? And the reason I'm saying, absolutely, I, I'm a yeah. former trumpet player. I used to play trumpet on Nashville now in Nashville, and I oh, think yeah. you, you did that a few oh, times. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah they and, never let us let us use the horns. Right, I know. <laughs> well, Roy Roy Acuff would come on and he said. I don't want them horns. They belong on the football field. <laughs> March, yeah. so we, we oh, go and yeah, get a yeah. cup of coffee here. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. You know, we um, were invited to play the Grand Old Opry in 1970, I think five. And there's a couple of reasons why we did, and one of them was because we. They said, "Oh, you can't use your saxophone players." And I said, I even made a compromise. I said, compromise. I said that instead of he'll play clarinet instead of sax. (laughs) (laughs) And they said no, no. And it was because Roy. And it was the it was the day after Roy died. They allowed horns on. Right. (laughs) But the other thing was they they let Johnny Cash have trumpets do uh, real whatever those. Ring of Fire, yeah. Ring of Fire, right? Well, they didn't. And I was friends with Roy, but but he was a little intransigent. They, they only allowed <laughs> snare drum for a lot of years. Not even the bass well, drum. That's so funny. They, yeah. they opposed uh, wind instruments, right. but they allowed harmonicas. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But he called them bugles. Everything. If you played the flute, that was a bugle. <laughs> All right. Well, the, you know, and I understood. I understood what Roy was trying to do was to keep it as pure as he could mm-hmm. uh, for his style of muse, but uh, that was uh, short-sighted. Are you still using horns at all? You were using Absolutely. tenor sax for a while. Yes. Well, actually, I'm very lucky my new guy plays sax and trumpet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's well, a rare one. So let's let's talk about the, uh, the tour, Sleep at the Wheel is on tour. And let me get that oh, uh, going get some there. Dates here, Indeed, uh, coming up on uh, Ohio. Uh, we're heading to Ohio, and then uh, be Illinois uh, in mid-September. Um, in Chicago, then down to Lufkin, Texas, on the twenty-third of September. Austin City Limits Music Festival, the first of October, and there's a giant cast of characters. Uh, uh, at that one, wow, lots of well, people. yeah. I think coming in October, I think here's the deal. Um, starting in October, we are reuniting the original band with the current band wow. and special guests, wow. and going all over the country. Um, the October the 15th in Austin, Texas, is a really big show that we're doing um, with. Special guests that I'm not allowed to 
announce. <laughs> no names, no names. But uh, yeah. we're going to be in Sacramento, Berkeley, California, Tucson, Arizona, October Phoenix, 8. Arizona. You're the original Route 66 then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is and that your we'll biggest in, hit? Uh, Would you say that's your biggest hit? Not really, not really. Uh, it's one of our most recognizables. Uh, well, you know, I learned an interesting well, thing. Johnny Chicken. Walker read, uh, I think, is their most. Uh, yeah, in terms of a uh, chart position. You know, one of the Johnny things Walker. I found that was interesting looking, looking you up was that you guys, after, you know, 20, 30 years, you finally cut a record of your most record, requested songs, which weren't on any of your other a- albums. And I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we uh, you know keep recording. You know, I have a studio at the house now. I, I sold the property, but I moved the studio studio to my house. Is that the uh, Bismo? Is that Bismo, Bismo Studios? Yeah, yeah, and it's now here. Biz, now it's Bismo on the Hill. <laughs> you do any but, concerts with the uh, former uh, Bob Wills members that are still alive? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, Jason uh, Roberts has the Texas Playboys uh, now. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not with you anymore? With... Oh, no, no. Jason's oh. been gone for a number of years. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, uh, we appeared with him in Abilene the other night. And uh, uh, there aren't, uh, of the old guys, well, there aren't a whole lot left. Yeah. We got to do our first commercial break here, Ray, so hang on the line. Uh, this edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, our guest is Ray Benson, uh, band leader for Asleep at the Wheel. They'll be coming to Tucson October the 8th. We'll be back with much more right after these very important messages here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west, where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Miss Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Coming to you from the great southwestern United States. Did you ever see the wind blow a rooster in a jug? Ain't nothing that'll make your innards more squeamy than the first class pure old E twisty wheel. This is the Voices of the West. <laughs> Give me a horse, great big horse, give me a buckaroo and let me wahoo, wahoo, wahoo. 
Oh, give me a rest, a big pair of pants, and give me a system too, and let me wahoo. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts, John Camarada's in studio with us. Wahoo, our guest wahoo. <laughs> Our guest is Ray Benson, uh, frontman for Asleep at the Wheel, and uh, there's some Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers. Yeah, great. It sounds great. You know, and uh, swing. The writers, uh, writers uh, in the sky, there uh, they cover that. You Lots know, of he was cover that. The Bill Bill Boyd was pretty popular at one time. What do you know about Bill Boyd, Ray? Oh uh, well, I knew Jesse Ashlock played for him. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, uh, that's about all. At the, you know, I knew Jesse real well, and uh, he talked about all the bands that he played with after Bob Wills, and that was one of them out there in West Texas, I believe. And did, then the Miller Brothers band and the the XIT band there. Did you ever have any uh, uh, cross paths with uh, Ray Whitley or Johnny Bond? I did meet Johnny Bond. Uh, in fact. We were in Nashville during what they used to call the DJ's conventions. And there was Johnny Bond standing there. Nobody was talking to him. And I went up and I said, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. I'm Ray Benson. I have a band, Asleep at the Wheel. He kind of looked at me like funny. (laughs) This would have been 1973 or four, maybe. And he went, well, here, and he gave me a little gray book of his songs. Wow. And uh, I thanked him for it. And, and uh, you know, I do a radio show on Willie's Roadhouse just one hour a week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the yes. uh, Sirius XM radio. And uh, I, I played Six Sober and Sorry the other, uh, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites in Ten Little Bottles. <laughs> but before that, he wrote such great... Uh, I, wrote, I think I played Cimarron. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, roll on. And then, and then Ray Whiteley, is it Whitley or Whiteley? Whitley. I think it's Whitley. Yeah, well, I've got three J two hundred, so I got him to thank for that. Wow. You know. Oh. Well, this this is left field again. Uh, did you ever get to meet Bob Nolan? No. Uh, well, I got the. Who was the guitar player in there? I met him. Oh God! Uh, Let's see. There was the Far Brothers. Yeah, but Spencer? the electric guitar player. Yeah, uh, I don't know because they they wasn't Spencer was it? Yep. Spencer was it? No, Spencer? I met him, but no, I didn't ever read Mister Nolan. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I got to know him. He was oh. a, a very interesting man, very quiet, very very reserved, but uh, just such a presence. You had a great player. Yeah, I wrote great songs. Great yeah. player that used to be with Bob Wills, Johnny Gimble, because I knew oh, him in yeah. Nashville. And he was, beside a great player, he was a true gentleman, too. A true well, Gimbel was my musical father. You know, yeah, what uh, a nice we, man. Yeah. What a nice man, really. You know, his kids were my age, are my age. And um, when we first went to Nashville, uh, we couldn't believe we could hire him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, awesome. we became good friends, and his, his wife, said um, invite them fellers over and, and gals over they're, they're the same age as our kids so we went over there and, and they made us a, a, a really nice dinner of uh, and she had roasted a turkey and she said uh, Barbara Gimble said the end of the night, there wasn't nothing left of but bones of that, <laughs> that turkey. Some hungry boys. We were, yeah, I, yeah, we were kind of starving. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the master of stupid questions, so I've got a stupid question here for you. You're six foot seven. Now, do you have to have a, a, a special guitar with a longer neck, or do you or do you kind of hunch over that little bitty guitar? Because, you know, whatever you do is fantastic, but I, I, I have in my head this image of you at 6'7 with the little well, bit of Well, what I do is, yeah, I have a special, uh, it took years to get it, 
but I ha uh, they make my guitar just a little bit bigger because the Telecaster looked like a mandolin on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my image. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. So they, so Fender made me one that's a little bigger, and it also gets a little deeper tone. Yeah. And then Collins' guitar, Collings' guitar here in Austin made me a little larger version of of uh, the guitar that they make. So yes, they, I get a, I get, but I don't need a longer neck. I need just need a bigger body. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. So Ray, <laughs> I have to ask you, selfishly indulgently of myself about my favorite song that you wrote, Miles and Miles of Texas. I didn't write it. <laughs> well, then tell us about what you love about so much. Why do you sing it? Well, it's a great story. Uh, Tommy also uh, took me over to the uh, Hank Thompson Publishing Company in Nashville. And they had a little book there, and I'm just strolling through the book, and I see this song called Hillbilly Band from Mars. <laughs> and I went, I got to listen to that sucker. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, right next to it, in the for some reason, uh, was this song, Miles of Texas. Now, it was written by Diana Johnston and Tommy Canfield. Tommy Canfield was a phenomenal fiddler in, in uh, uh, Fort Worth who looked just like Peter Lorre. <laughs> and and Diana Johnston, she wrote uh, Can't Shake the Stanzas in Texas from My Shoes for Gene Autry. And her son, Bob Johnson, who just passed away last year, he produced Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, uh, a, bunch of, uh, a bunch of wonderful records. And that's who wrote that. But it had it had never been hit. It had been recorded by somebody I can't even remember his name in 1961 or two. And uh, I recorded it, and it was uh, I think it made it into the top 40, maybe. But it has been the signature song for us to sleep into. I say Miles of Texas and Miles of Texas and Route 66 are the two that uh, we do every single night everywhere. Boogie Back to Texas is one of my favorites. No, I did write that. I know you did. <laughs> I saw you guys uh, uh, in Tucson, oh, mid-1980s, I think. It was a very small venue. Uh, was it took Maverick? My, no, it wasn't Maverick. It was over on uh, out by the dog track someplace on South Tucson. Was uh, it at the skating room? I, I, no, I don't remember. But anyway, uh, great acoustics. Took my mother-in-law there, and she absolutely fell in love with you guys and uh, danced until the cows came home. <laughs> it was a great concert. Yeah, we've been playing two songs since 1971. Mm -hmm. Well, as long as we're uh, talking, I can't remember. As long as we're talking about songs, I'm going to date myself. Uh, what is your connection with Deep in the Heart of Texas? That was one of my mom's favorites. Uh, I've played it. Uh, it's You know, it modulates. You know, you keep modulating. That's the, the trick with Deep in the Heart of Texas. You just keep modulating, mm -hmm. I think, is how it works. Mm -hmm. I like the Bob Wills version of it yeah. because they kept modulating. You know, so Otherwise, it gets a little boring. In fact, you do a lot of that in a lot of your tunes, too, which... It's really nice changing keys all the time. Puts a little adventure into it. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I say, it's, uh, I think so. Well, what about Stay All Night? Yeah, I recorded that with Merle one time, uh, Haggard. Uh, I don't, I love, I, that's that's the, the great Bob Wills yeah. uh, stuff. I think those are the most original kind of arrangements uh, that taking back Tulsa and, and that I had it's just the greatest players yes. well now here's one that's uh, to more traditional cowboy I think anyway Navajo Trail yeah we recorded that with uh, Willie and the Quaby sisters yeah. um, and then we took off on there's a Bing Crosby version that I really love so that. it was a combination of the Roy Rogers and, and I do have the movie poster from that movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, how about now? This is this is again like dating myself, but this is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, back in the original, and now you guys, of course, but Hot Rod Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, of course, Johnny Bond had a hit in '61, but old um, Charlie Ryan wrote it in 1950, and I have ridden in the Hot Rod Lincoln. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And it's really small inside. <laughs> it's a Model A body with a twelve-cylinder, twelve-cylinder uh, Lincoln motor. <laughs> so, uh, and what's interesting is that uh, both Commander Cody and uh, Johnny Bond's version call it an eight-cylinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did on the first version, and I told, uh, you know. Uh, uh, that, that I that I, he came to the show and, and I said uh, he said you know this is a twelve cylinder engine <laughs> that's why it was a hot rod <laughs> so anyway that's that's kind of kind of yeah, kind of correcting history yeah that's good revisionist going back to the. Uh, uh, stars of the B movies how about Eddie Dean any uh, crossing paths with Eddie Dean yeah yeah I met Eddie because he was in that last picture show right and so he was hanging around Nashville and everybody and, and Gimbel said to me oh that's that son of a bitch keeps claiming he played Bob Wills and he never played for Bob Wills <laughs> <laughs> he was a good singer though in fact they claimed that he's he one was of the crooner Kelvin. one of the crooner, top yeah. Uh, singers yeah. yeah no he was he was a great guy man always had a different horse in every movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, I, I've got to meet him too because a bunch of us used to get together with Eddie Brandt uh, on sat- some Saturdays and watch the old B westerns and Bob Nolan would come over and Eddie would come over and he was the most cordial man on earth. Yeah, oh, nice yeah. folks. Yeah. All right, we got to do another commercial break here, Ray. Hang on the line. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. It's Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts, John Conrado's with us. Our guest is Ray Benson from Asleep at the Wheel. We'll be back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is open. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but blank henchmen to pull off the job. 
what to do. You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Renna henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, Get a Renahents to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahents, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Well, you're not going to use the story, Mr. Scott? No, sir. This is the West, sir. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. This is the Voices of the West. We are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. John Conrad is our guest in studio, and our guest for this program is Ray Benson, frontman for the Western Swing Band Asleep at the Wheel. And we're talking about uh, Western music as well as Asleep at the Wheel and anything else that we can uh, conjure up here. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Ray, <laughs> Todd Roberts here. Hi, Todd. Hi. I wanted to, you know, your film work that you've done, Assassination Tango with uh, Robert Duvall and Universal Soldier with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and The Vanishing with Jeff Bridges. How is it, how do you find it different or challenging or less challenging from your, your A Soup at the Wheel work? Well, you know, I've, uh, those are those were little things, but I I did a, a score to a whole movie and wrote all songs with Dolly Parton, one in, uh, called Wild Texas Wind, and I did a film called uh, Alamo Bay. I appeared in that. In fact, Gimbal was in the band for that. I scored a movie uh, uh, called Liar's Moon and wrote all the songs. And it's just a different uh, set of parameters on, on 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 what you have to do. It's a lot easier in terms of writing a song because it's like, uh, okay, we need a song that fits this, and so you do it as opposed to, as a songwriter, just pulling stuff out of the air, you know. Um, so it's it gives you a lot more parameters. But I like doing it. But I haven't done it recently. I haven't done a whole lot recently. I did some source music. You know where they need a song. But well, I see you've done a lot of documentaries. Because I, 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 you know, like, uh, and this is one of my favorite: Barbecue, a Texas Love Story. Are oh, you yeah. a pit master by any chance? Because you played one in one of your movies. Yeah, no, that was uh, when angels sang. Yeah. Yeah, I was pitmaster. I served uh, Harry Connick Jr. and Chris Christopherson. <laughs> um, what did you ask? Well, what about the, the Kings of Texas? Because I noticed a lot of your docs all have to do with music. You know, and the and story he, behind that one is pretty interesting. And he also wondered if you're a, if you're an actual pit boss. No, 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 no. I do have a smoker here and everything, and. Uh, I can make some ribs. Ah, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask, because this interests me, because like uh, Sir Doug and the uh, genuine Texas uh, cosmic groove, uh, you, you know, were you narrating or just as yourself on that? Uh, both, I think. Doug was a really good friend of mine. He was an amazing guy. Of course, they had big rock and roll hits. But he started out as a, a steel guitar wi a kid wizard, you know, when he was yeah. Little Doug Som, they called him. He played steel guitar. 
Yeah, with covered, Adolf Hofner. Yeah. That's not... Uh, uh, Texas Tornadoes, right? Yeah, Texas Tornadoes, is it? Yeah. Doug yeah, Sim? Yeah. Doug. Freddie Fender? Freddie yeah. Fender. Yeah, he covered yeah. all those genres. Yeah, yeah. I saw... I saw oh, he was amazing. I saw he them in amazing, Tucson. Right. saw them in Tucson at a little bar. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, he sang like uh, Link Davis Sr., who uh, was a great... He wrote uh, the song Big Mamu. Yeah. And uh, played sax on the Big Bopper and oh, wow. and all that. And uh, so uh, Doug uh, took off for some great sources. So, Ray, when you were a kid growing up, uh, were you listening to uh, music like Bob Wills? Uh, or, no, or, no, no, no. I was, you were a hippie, I did, weren't I, you? I did listen to everything. Okay. I listened to Jukebox, to the radio. I got my first country. I, I had a. I was a child performer with my sister and some neighbors. We sang folk music. Mm-hmm. We were called the Four G's, and uh, it was. We wore square dance outfits and <laughs> sang "This Land Is Your Land." Mm-hmm. And did you play them all? Yeah, I, did yeah, you play I them all in the key of G? <laughs> kumbaya. Oh no, no. Did Any kumbaya? kumbaya? Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, but I sang with the Philadelphia Orchestra when I was ten. Oh wow! Um, and so we always perform. And then I played in square dance bands. It was my first introduction to fiddle music. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was Yankee, uh, Yankee film. This was in Vermont and everything. You and, didn't have uh, a chance, did you? You yeah, were destined to be music. You have no experience, Ray. I'll tell you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Gotta get it together a little more. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna gonna start a band one of these <laughs> days. <laughs> hey, have you ever uh, done any recordings with George Strait? Because he's of course, kind of Western yeah. swing too, yeah. a little bit, right? So, uh, produce. I'm going to uh, promote the new album because yeah, this golly, week yes. uh, we just put out "Take Me Back to Tulsa." Mm-hmm. We re-recorded, and George Strait sang on it, and Willie Nelson. Oh. So there you go. Go get it right now. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Hot off the press. Okay, here's yeah, the a- album comes out in October. Now here's another wild card for you, because I want I want to know about this one. Tao Peace, uh, the Dalai Lama, and Ray Benson. Uh, that's a that's an amazing combination. <laughs> yeah, well, this friend of mine, uh, Shep Gordon, is an uh, uh, American Buddhist and uh, rock and roll impresario. And <laughs> <laughs> he got me involved with that because uh, the Dalai Lama is an incredible uh, religious leader that has been uh, persecuted by the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, can't I go home. That was a good one to know. Yeah, you can't go home. That's a sad thing. Yeah. Speaking of some other people you've known, uh, Ray, uh, Jerry Wexler was an old friend of my dad's, uh, the record producer, and I just want to know what stories you might have. Who was your dad? Bobby Roberts. He started Dunhill Records and oh wow, Dove Records and Mum's Records. And he was I used also, to buy uh, Dunhill Records. And he yeah, produced and, Monty Walsh with Lee Marvin. And he produced, he was a film producer and he was also a personal talent manager. He discovered and produced, uh, uh, not produced, but managed um, Albert Hammond. Albert Hammond and, and Michael Hazelwood and uh, Steppenwolf, Paul Anka, The Knack, Mums and Papas, Jan and Dean, Johnny Rivers, Terry Black. Wow. Uh, Anne Margaret, Anna Maria Albergetti, James Darren, uh, Lee J. Cobb, William Fraker, and so on. Those were the unknown ones. That was a very impressive. <laughs> yeah, can you introduce me to Anne Margaret? That's all. <laughs> yeah, I worked with her. Well, someday, Ray, over, uh, uh, over some uh, spirits, I shall tell you some stories. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> I, 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 I watched those Elvis movies just to see Anne Margaret. Uh, well, yeah, she says that all that uh, uh, Elvis called her uh, Rusty, and all they did was sit up late at night and watch movies. I believe it. Well, yeah. I got to Damn work it. with her on the villain, and uh, God, she's so beautiful. I mean, you know, a lot of them they, they don't look that good before they get to the makeup man. <laughs> She looked fantastic without you know, the makeup. Yeah. Without well, the there's makeup. some are and some that aren't. 
Now, what did but you any, ask me? Any, any stories about uh, Jerry Wexler? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> back in 1972, or, uh, we were... Uh, doing these demos for different record companies and uh, you do a demo and then they decide whether they wanted to sign you so we did one for Jerry and he didn't like it and he said uh, you all need a better guitar player, <laughs> 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 a guitar player. <laughs> so many years later about eight, uh, 80s he came to see us and we became great friends and um, the the album we did with Willie called Willie and the Wheel. Yeah, was uh, Wexler called me up and and said I've been wanting to do a Western Swing album with Willie since 1974. I'm sending you uh, 20 of my Western Swing LPs, and there's marks on either song that I thought he should sing, and so that's how we did the Willie and the Wheel records. And I sent him the final mixes a week before he died. Yeah, it was mm. he was uh, wow. a great music man. Yeah. How about Kinky Friedman? Any uh, any yeah stuff with Kinky with yeah. the Kinkster? Yeah, I helped discover Kinky Friedman. Nice. Yeah, we got him his first record deal with Vanguard Records. They wanted to sign us, and I said, "Oh, you got to hear this this <laughs> this band. It's crazy." He's a great author too. Oh yeah. What's it, your favorite saying about him? Oh, the, the the Kingster says, "Art is in the eyes of the beer holder." Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. That's a, yes. He said, uh, "The they said, you know what uh, cowboys and Jews have in common?" <laughs> they said, "What?" He said, "We both made a big point about wearing our hats indoors." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you just revealed some of your background there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, All right. Okay, I want to again another left field here. I see a couple of books in your in your history there. A Ride with Bob, and then your autobiography coming right at you. Uh, what can you tell us about those rascals? Um, about the ride with Bob? Yeah. The play was amazing. Uh, uh, we did it for eight years. Me and Ann Rapp, uh, she's from Esteline, Texas, which is out there in the Panhandle, 20 minutes from the the Wheels uh, Farm out there oh. in Hall County. And so she and I wrote this thing, and we did it for eight years. It was a wonderful, uh, basically, story of Bob Wills done with uh, uh, 42 cast members, 23 on stage, and Twenty behind the stage and front, and so anyway, it was wonderful, and it just told the story of Bob Wills. That sounds like yeah. it'd be a wonderful project for a, a TV or for film, it's, because you know, so yeah, many people didn't a lot get to of, experience a lot it. Of, yeah. lot of, lot of, somebody, somebody's got a few million dollars they wanted to <laughs> call. I'd, uh, I'd be happy to do it. Ray, have you uh, ever used that flock of Jimenez or? On any yeah, of the projects? Yeah, and I recorded together, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. A good musician, too. Mm-hmm. A wonderful guy. Yeah, he's getting pretty old, but he's still hanging in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, yeah, we're going to we do a... a record of uh, El Paso, of the Marty Robbins song. I did oh, that with uh, Flacco. Wow. You know, you, uh, Bunker had mentioned coming right at you, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the albums, and that was my very first Asleep at the Wheel LP. Yeah. Coming that was right it. That you. was our first record. <laughs> and the book is called that, but, uh, you know, beware about reading it. It uh, could change your life. <laughs> you know, folks... Uh, is that one of those books that where you, you, you dictated it and the guy rewrote it? No, I actually, I wrote about 70,000 real words, and then me and the, and me and the uh, guy went on the road together for a month, and I corrected or gave him some ideas. Then he, he wrote it. So it's half me and half him. Uh, David I did write a lot of it. Yeah. That's a tell-all book, right? <laughs> well, yeah. No way. Um, no way. I ain't telling all. Of it. <laughs> Only no, part ne- of it. Never, <laughs> never. A few people got to die before I tell all. Of it. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You'll be the next to go. <laughs> and before we tell anything more, we got to do our final commercial break here. Well, guys, I got to run. I got to run right now. They okay. got me down recording today, oh. so I'm oh. going to have to sign off and tell y'all for a. 
thank you very much for a very entertaining hour and uh, and uh, come down October 15th in Austin, Texas. It's a really big show. But we'll be in Tucson, so come on over before that. Well, y'all were a hoot. Thank you. I hate to run, but I got to run. I'm going to be late for this. All right, Bye-bye. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Coming to you from the great southwestern United States. Here, Dan Tootin. Yes, sir, Bob. This is the Voices of the West. Riding down to Santa Fe, just beyond the mountains and across the way. See that sun hang low in the west. We are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, our guest in studio is John Camrata. We were talking with uh, Ray Benson from Asleep at the Wheel. Great interview with him. He had to run off and uh, go do some recording session to do. Yeah, recording session. Todd, what in the world is going on over there? Well, as I said, the uh, uh, the new video cameras are being installed so we can get all the craziness on film Uh, and then I'll be able to watch that live on my computer and I won't have to do it on the TV there you go rear window Uh, when did you start using a jackhammer it's going to be like rear window yeah Yeah, it's it's, spooky it's somewhere between rear window and um, uh, a drunken uh, naked party (laughs) Um, 
Remember, and, this is a family show. I, I, That's a I new western. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, as I said before, the two events that happened here in West Hollywood that basically shut down Santa Monica Boulevard from Doheny all the way to Crescent Heights. Um, you know, half the people are naked and the other half are drunk. <laughs> and I don't know which ones are more dangerous. Uh, it, the middle ground. I remember one year, in the very beginning when I first moved here with my ex-wife, we used to go down there and walk around. It was kind of fun, a little novelty. And I, I remember when I kind of said to myself, you know, I think, I think I've had enough. I, I, I've seen it all. Is When I saw the nine uh, stewardesses, all in vintage 1960s orange outfits mm -hmm. with white belts and white uh, uh, Nancy Sinatra vinyl boots <laughs> and their hair was all in bouffant hairdos with <laughs> the white ribbon in and they there. all had beards <laughs> and, and, and they're walking along and you know you think it's a scene out of the movie Catch Me If You Can and then you hear Hey, Charlie, did you bring my keys? Uh, you know, uh, at that point, you... Yeah. Whoa. I, I uh, get the picture. And that it, one and the the guy who is up on Hollywood Boulevard, he he offers tourists to take pictures with him. He's he's a big, tall fellow, 6'4", easy. And he wears a, a devil's outfit <coughs> with... Uh, um, uh, it's 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 basically a leather string bikini with a trident, and he's got big horns coming out of his head, and um, he's a he's a black gentleman, uh, and I've seen some things in my life that are scary, and nothing compares to that. That mm -hmm. sounds like a, a weekend in Key West. Typical weekend. Typical weekend in Key West. Let me let me let me ask John a question. All right, we're I in the waning. The Key West. We're oh. in the waning moments of our program. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to mention a couple of the songs that they did and get your take on them. Like uh, "Take Me Back to Tulsa." Take me back. Great, Bob Wills tune, and like I said, the Ray he featured a lot of his instrumentalists. Yes, where country music's more. In fact, even the mix was always different. Yeah. The country mix was always the voices way out front, yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the band was way in the in back. back yeah. In L.A., mm -hmm. the band was with the voices. In New York, the band was out there. Yeah. Strong. So you had your different mixes. You could yeah. tell where it was mixed. But Nashville was always too much voice and not enough of the instrumentals, yeah. you know? And on a little radio or something, you can hardly hear the exactly. back. It's all voice. Exactly. And uh, what, what he does uh, is feature the instrumentalists who are very good instrumentalists. They're not yeah. hacks. Yeah. They're, the, the fiddlers he has, in fact, he had a little girl I have taped on a DVR um, uh, them at the uh, Billy Bob's. I don't mm -hmm. even know if that's still yeah. open. And a uh, little girl, Cindy, her name is, playing steel guitar. She's all over with nice chord changes and everything. And Looks yeah. fantastic, and his fiddlers, and then their singing is good. Their harmony is yep. like uh, Route sixty six. The progressions coming right. down. I, I love that stuff. But she loves that stuff. Well, too. what about Faded Love? Faded Love. That's yeah. a good tune too. They, yeah. But uh, they, um, anything they did was really good. You know what I mean? The uh, Cherokee Maiden, one of my all time favorites. That's a good one too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that stuff was also done with. Uh, Ray Price, he yeah. was the Cherokee cowboy or whatever they yeah. called him, and he did. And what stuff. a voice! Yes, very good. Oh, yeah. In fact, his, uh, for the good times, uh, the, I forget the arranger that. God, did that it. was on the top ten oh, forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, um, the arranger that did, I forgot the name, but he was so fantastic that uh, it was a John Camrata, wasn't it? No, no, <laughs> no. That was before my time. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the. Uh, the arranger, it was such a good arrangement, yeah. which really added to the song. The song was a good song, but the arrangement... Did, did he do it all it. by himself? Was Who? he the lone arranger? The lone arranger, yes. <laughs> Guys, we're out of time. John, I have one question for you. Okay. Is that, um, you know, in the days of Johnny Cash and Lefty Frizzell and Hank Williams Sr., even Hank Williams Jr., as opposed to today, do I... Do I feel it right that those guys, I felt their music deeper because they had lived it and they felt it and they had, Merle Haggard had those ups and downs, 
or or am I being unfair? No, and they also, you, when they sang something, you knew who they were. Today, you don't know who the person is. Guys, we're out of time. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us, folks. Appreciate Ray Benson being with us. Uh, Friday, October 8th at the Fox Tucson Theater is when uh, Sleep at the Wheel will be performing. Be uh, next time we get together, it'll be Movie Saturday, and we will have a uh, movie or actor or actress to be determined coming up. So until then... Thank you for joining us. Adios. Oh, 79, <laughs> 78. <laughs> and backwards. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.